Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling podcast. I'm Pam Larickia, longtime unschooling mom and author. Join me and my wonderful guests for interviews, information, and inspiration about unschooling and living joyfully with your family. You can find the episode show notes, your free introductory ebook, What is Unschooling?, and lots more information at livingjoyfully.ca. And here's the show. Hello, explorers. I'm Pam Larickia, and this is episode number 181 of the podcast. It's the 19th of June, 2019, as I record this intro. And this week, Jack and Sean O'Brien join me to share their fascinating insights about how unschooling has woven its way through their current college experiences. See, they both grew up unschooling. And then Sean chose to unschool during his teens, and Jack chose to go to high school. And now they're both in college. I really enjoyed our conversation and hearing more about the experiences from both their perspectives. As a personal update, a few weeks ago, I did a fun interview for the Homeschooling Global Summit, which opened this week. If you haven't come across it yet, I'll put the link in the show notes, but it's homeschooling-summit.com. There are definitely other unschooling-focused speakers as well, and you'll recognize some of their names from the podcast, like Sue Elvis, Lainey Liberty, and Jeremy Stewart. And Sir Ken Robinson joined the lineup uh, recently. It's a two-week event, and they're releasing videos every day, so mine is scheduled to come out on Saturday. That's June 22nd. All the interviews are free to watch until the last day of the event, June 29th. So just sign up, and they'll send you an email each day with the links to that day's interviews. And if you decide that you want continued access to the videos after the event, you can purchase the Lifetime Pass. And I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to support the podcast through Patreon. And a big welcome to new patrons, Christy Langman and Jenna May. Hi, guys. And also, thank you to Bram Blyenberg for their donation. I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Your generous support not only lets me know that you enjoy the show and want it to continue, it's integral to helping me freely share the podcast's growing archive of information and inspiration with anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to join my community of patrons and scoop up some great rewards along the way, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash exploring unschooling. And now let's dive into my conversation with Jack and Sean. Welcome, I'm Pam Larickia from livingjoyfully.ca, and today I'm here with Jack and Sean O'Brien. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> so just a little intro. I've known Jack and Sean's mom online for a few years now, and recently she shared that you guys have been having some really interesting discussions at home about unschooling and how it's woven its way through your college experiences. And we're definitely going to get to that. But first, just to get us started, can you share a bit about you and your family? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm Jack. Hi. Uh, I'm uh, 18. I uh, was unschooled until um, until I was 14, and then I went to high school. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I'm Sean. I'm 22. Um, can't remember how long I was unschooled. It was longer than him, though. Yeah, um, 
before I started going to Blue Ridge Community College. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what else. What else? <laughs> what else do you want? <laughs> that introduces you. So cool. Um, so you guys started, un- did you go to school before you unschooled at all? Or you began unschooling and then chose your path later? Um, so we, so I, yeah, we, my mom started unschooling us when I was a baby and then Sean was what, five, four, Some, five. Uh, yeah. Um, so really before school. school yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So a little bit about growing up. I'm just curious to hear um, what some of your bigger interests were and how you chose to pursue them. So why don't, why don't you go first, Sean? Okay. Um, so I think a lot of what I was able to do uh, being unschooled, I, I just played a lot of video games um, <laughs> for like a really long time. And uh and I got really into that. And I, I don't think I was able to sort of realize the value of that until more recently. Um, but I eventually sort of got bored of just sitting around playing video games. And that's when I went to Massanutten Technical College or Technical School, Technical Center. That's the one. That's, um, <laughs> I took an animation class there. Um, and so looking back on that, I think that's really like a way that I was able to pursue my interests into something beyond video games. Um, but even like, aside from that, I think I just, I just played a lot of games and I, I think that was actually really, really beneficial because it was nice to just get to do what I wanted. I think I actually learned a lot um, from that, that yeah. whole experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can jump in on the games thing. That'll be most of my answer probably. Um, but I, and I think that was, I mean, so it was, it was just an interest and it was fun obviously, but I really do think it was, it was a way to challenge ourselves, which was a big mm-hmm. thing because when you're unschooled, you don't have the same, the daily, the homeworks and like all, you know, like the, the constant like work necessarily. Right. Um, and it was this way, it was this really like fun and natural way to challenge ourselves and kind of use our brains and just like do different puzzles and different stuff like all, you know, all the time and in fun ways that actually interest us. Um, and then like Sean was saying, was going to MTC, how that was kind of like then continuation of like yeah it was like the next step yeah of of that natural interest and i think for me i kind of started getting into a lot of games where i would i would work with people online and i would get in teams online and like do a lot of like communication i was and i learned i was just like picking up so much about like talking to people and like how to like get my team to work together and stuff and then that's totally gone into like what i want to do now is like i'm interested in psychology and like people and like just, you know, communication and all of that is like such a passion of mine now. Um, so I, I think like video games, just the breadth of, of things you can do in video games and different, I don't know. There's so much. There's like something for everyone. Yeah. It'll, it'll yeah, feel like it'll lead into just about every skill or like, or like practical skill. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I love, I love that you guys said that because I, I've talked to a, a few, um, grown up on schoolers who who found the same thing and i see it with my kids too they're like video games is the tool like that's one thing so many parents say oh my kid just likes video games but like you said the breadth of that like there is every topic every aspect under the sun you know from from the technical side to the social side like one of my sons is very interested in story and that he pursued that interest through video games. Like there is just, 
it, it's a window to the world is kind of what I call it because there's just so many ways you can take it, isn't there? Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and the, the challenging aspect, right? Because um, as you work through it, like the, the challenge, whether it comes from the puzzles or whether it comes from the social, like whatever your interest is, you can pursue that like so like you were um, talking about Jack right that the social aspect was what something that you've discovered that you really like so you were playing online games you know for somebody else who isn't that interested in that aspect maybe they're not playing or maybe they're doing online games but they're not doing so involved in the the team aspect right and working together to pursue it they're they're more interested in other aspects does that make sense yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> very cool, very cool. <laughs> Even just between the two of us, I think, um, I I mean, I played online games as well, but I never cared as much that they were online. I was just playing them because I liked the game and it happened to be online. Yeah. So, I mean, that's already, you can yeah. see the difference between the two of us. With that. It's like the me coming out and in, yeah. in my interest in video games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's spectacular. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on a little bit. So, Jack, you chose to go to high school. And, Sean, you continued unschooling during those years. And then, as you mentioned, you went to that um, center. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'd be interested in hearing from you guys how those choices came about for you. So let's start with Jack this time. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's, I think, something I've already touched on. It's I I wanted to be social and I wanted to meet people. Um, and that was really at the core of it. I think, I think it, if, if there are faults of unschooling, which I guess there certainly are, one of them is it can, it can kind of be lonely sometimes because you don't have that same just mass number of, of peers around you at all times. You know, there's, there's just less unschoolers and you don't have this building where this is just chocked full of hundreds of, you know, of potential friends. So I think that was, I think as I started getting like at 12, 13, 14, I started feeling like I wanted, uh, I wanted to be around a lot of people, uh, a lot of people my age and like, just make, make friends. Um, and that, that totally happened when I went to high school. I, that, that I think is one of the, I think high school is a, is a really good option. Um, as far as public schooling, I think, I think the other schools, maybe like elementary or middle wouldn't have had, wouldn't have had quite the same experience. Um, but I think high school was a good way for me. Um, a good transition point for me, I think to, um, to like formal education. Um, and I think it was a really smooth transition too. Uh, I, I was not really expecting this when I went there, but I, cause I was kind of just going for the social aspect, but the, the education that stuff wasn't, wasn't a barrier that wasn't the barrier that I thought it would be, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting to know. And it it's great for parents to hear, you know, that 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 transition on the academic side wasn't wasn't really a big deal. And and I love your point, too, around that age that you were um, interested in in some more social engagement with other people like in person. I know at, at that age, too. Um, a couple of my kids were more interested in. So they they got more involved um, in activities you know, uh, like karate and, and girl guides and stuff like that. So they would get that kind of social interaction there. Um, and then there, there is the online aspect as well. It's, it really depends on what kind of engagement you're looking for. Right. So 
yeah, that worked out really well for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think it definitely is a, it's an individual thing. Cause even just in this household, right. I mean, Sean, we, like we, had, we had a lot of online friends, you know, like growing up and, and there's a certain point where then I was like, no, I think I do want more, but then, you know, conversely for Sean, like yeah. that wasn't, didn't feel a lack there. Right. Yeah. My choice um, when I started and it was just the one class at MTC. Um, so it's not like, I didn't go into the same level of stuff that Jack did. Obviously I was pretty much just continuing the same kind of lifestyle. Um, but it definitely, my reason for doing it wasn't at all because like I wanted to meet lots of people and Jack did it like mostly for friends. And I just, I just like wanted something to do. Um, I just got bored of being here all the time. And I wanted like, it's the, um, what was intrinsic, the, the intrinsic, the, the want to find self-fulfillment. I think like I wanted to just, you know, do something with my time that I felt like was, was worth something. Um, and, uh, and I didn't know like that that was going to be through school. Um, but my mom sort of kept offering different things. Like you want to join this thing or take a class or something. And I eventually Mm -hmm. just chose to go for the animation class that, um, that she recommended. And, uh, and that worked great. It was super cool. It was really, really neat. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the most, one thing that's really interesting in both of our decisions to go to the schoolings that we went to were that we were able to pinpoint what was missing and just being at home and just being on school. Yeah. So like I was able to like see and just feel like, well, like I don't necessarily feel a need to like you like learning more like formally, but I do, I like I miss people and I want friends. And then, and then Sean was like able to pinpoint like he Clearly was not like feeling lonely or anything like that, but he was just like, no, I think I want like a purpose or something. Like yeah. That. Like I want some more like concrete things to say that I've done. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes so much sense. And I love the way you described it because it's like you guys were at a point where you were feeling that you were looking for more, right? It was just a little bit of, hmm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling kind of ready to grow. And, and like you mentioned, Sean, you know, your mom, was offering some ideas, all sorts of ideas of, of things that you could potentially do um, just for you to mull over and, to, and connect, you know? And then you eventually decide, okay, I'm going to go try this. I'll go try this animation class and, and see how things flow from there because that's it. Like, I'm sure too, Jack, if you went to high school and it wasn't the kind of experience and connection that you were looking for, you were welcome to leave, right? So, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is, is we, we get to, uh, you know, with unschooling, you have the time to explore for yourself, like to realize that you're feeling something missing. You're feeling a pull for something more, some time to think about it, choose something and try it and, and see how it goes. See if it meets your needs. Right. And if it doesn't, it's not like a failure or something gone wrong. It's like, okay, I'm going to tweak it now and try something else and see if that better kind of meets what I'm feeling is missing right now. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think something that is like, I don't know. I kind of lost my train of thought actually. (laughs) I could go ahead. I think um, unschooling in particular, there have been a lot of times um, now that I'm, you know, going to community college and everything where I felt like I don't have time to think during the semester. Mm -hmm. There's just so much stuff going on. And I can't imagine having to go through middle school and high school and everything. I Mm -hmm. feel like I wouldn't have time to like figure out who I was as a person. Yeah. And I think unschooling 
was nice for that. The fact that we were able to think about like what we were missing and then make our own choice was really, really nice for just like figuring out what we wanted to get from life and from our experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really, really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So now you're both in college and university. So do you want to just share a little bit for people, let them know what you're studying and, and how you're finding the experience right now? Just a little bit more on what we were talking about. Want to start, Sean? Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm going to be going into graphic design. Um, I've been going to Blue Ridge Community College for the past couple of years, um, and I just graduated from there with an associate's degree. So I'm going to be transferring to JMU um, to, to go into more graphic design stuff there. Um, but so I've been mostly working on just like gen ed stuff for the past couple of years. And so I haven't done a whole lot of the actual graphic design stuff just yet. Um, but overall, it's it's been, um, I think, less intimidating of like a transition uh, than I thought it was going to be. And part of that, I think, is partially because I had a little bit of like class experience at MTC when I took my animation class. Um, but it it's it's been a lot easier than I think I thought it was going to be um, without having, I mean, it's not like we, we didn't like write essays or anything here when we were unschooling mm-hmm. and I've had to write essays at Blue Ridge, but I've done just fine with that, that yeah. stuff. More than just fine. Yeah, I mean, no, I've done yeah. very well. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and teachers have been really impressed by my essay writing abilities. Um, which, which is not, I don't think, what I would have expected when I first mm-hmm. came to Blue Ridge a couple of years ago. I would not have thought that I was going to be like the star student in some of these classes. Um, yeah. but, but the teachers really like me. And so that, that, I think, has been really interesting, just learning that about myself and learning that, like, I can do this. You know, even though I mm-hmm. spent so much of my life not doing school, like, I'm capable of doing school. Yeah. Um, that's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's been really interesting both of us for with during our transitions from from unschooling to like the formal education we felt it's not only been not only has unschooling not been like a hindrance to us like we like almost i think because there was an idea coming into high school that it would be like a it would be a barrier that we had to like cross like mm-hmm. well now we're starting from behind you know these other people that have been in school this whole time but not only was it not a barrier but i think it was like it was a boost like yeah. really because we because we because of the i think probably most because of the motivation because we were so like gung-ho like let's do this like it's now that we're in school this is our choice like let's like do it as much as possible let's you know like study and really care about the stuff that we're doing um so yeah yeah it's been it both seems like both of our transitions were really really smooth um yeah and the stuff when once we got to school the stuff was easier than we could have imagined. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. Like, because that intrinsic motivation, right? Because, because it's a choice. I mean, and that, I think that really boils down to the, to the biggest difference, you know, because most kids who are there, it's not a choice. It's something they have to do. They, they don't feel like they have agency over their life there. Right. Whereas, you know, with you guys, this is something you're choosing to do. And for all your life, when you've chosen to do something, it's because you wanted to and you throw yourself at it. Like like you did with the video games, right? It's just like, this is cool. This is interesting. I want to do it. And you throw yourself at it because 
because it's a choice, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and that other piece too, that's, that's really interesting, you know, because when you don't go to school, you know, especially with all the messages in society, you can feel like you're behind because the things that you guys are doing aren't valued the same as school in general, right? Oh, you're just playing video games, right? Like, you know, even though that's not the message you're getting inside your family, that is kind of the conventional message that you're surrounded with, right? So it can be, you know, when you don't know school, it can um, feel like you're starting from behind, that what you've been doing isn't really applicable, right? But what you've discovered is that all those years that you spent unschooling and growing up and having time to yourself and making choices and understanding yourself better was super applicable and that you could pick up those little bit, those little other bits of school and the system, right? Uh, along the way. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so. Surprising. Yeah, go ahead. It's it's surprising. Uh, well, it's not surprising to us anymore, but I think it's surprising to some people how much you can learn from seemingly um, not doing anything, right? Mm -hmm. When you're just staying at home, there's there's a lot you can learn just from hanging out here, yeah, doing your own thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you learn so much about. I mean, it is so much, right? It's it's so much about being human, about how to be a person, how to be a person in your world, how to understand yourself, how to make choices, how to uh, see how those work out and tweak the next choice. Like that is all stuff you do inside a game, but it's entirely applicable to life, isn't it? Right? Yeah, you see how this this course is. You see, you know, choosing what courses you want to take, choosing what degrees or whatever it, that you're interested in um, and just and then throwing yourself into them so that you can get the most out of it so that you now have more information to make your next choice right yeah because yeah yeah it's so interesting to think about <laughs> so yeah I just I wanted to touch a little bit more um on on that aspect on how you see unschooling like informing your choices i mean uh, alongside you know what we've just been talking about but were there any other aspects of unschooling that you felt really helped as you moved into those more formal kinds of educational experiences yeah yeah i i feel like um this, this is, I think, similar to the motivation thing, but it, um, when, when we were in school, once we went into school, I think we, we were both able to see, we were both able to kind of take a step back from the, from the classes and see, see the classes for what they were, that they were just like ways to learn stuff um, and see the grades for what they were a lot of times and see that like, we don't necessarily, the grades don't necessarily mean like, yeah, like they mean as much value as we give them. And like, because I think because we had had this long experience outside of school, now that we're in it, we were like, well, sure, if this guy gets an A, that means he probably learned something. But this guy who got a B probably learned just as much. I mean, they're really subjective. And I think being able to then make that distinction and, and give grades value on our own has been really helpful in school because we're able to like kind of more selectively put our 
and like put our brains to work at different things and not feel like we need to get those like A pluses in every single assignment. Um, but then also been just good for like our mental health and just like being able to not, not feeling like there's like pressure from like the grade pressure is pretty much gone. Cause it's just as, as much pressure as we want to put on ourselves to get whatever grades we want to get. Um, which, which is huge. Not, yeah. And I think that that made it a lot easier to go to school knowing that like just seeing like kind of the silliness of grades and like how little they really matter. Yeah. Um, the, the grade does not necessarily correlate to how much you learned in the class. Yeah. And I think coming from unschooling, it's like, I think we value the learning over the grades, but I think yeah. a lot of people are taught to value the grades more than anything. That's like, that's the key to your great right. future. Um, and so if we get like a B in a class, it's not like we didn't learn the stuff well enough. Like we may have learned more in a B class than we did in a class we got an A in. Um, but it's just, it's like a self value yeah. uh, that, that we put to the, the content of the class and not necessarily just doing really well on all the tests, yeah. which is a nice skill to have. I think. Yeah, because you're not letting someone else all of a sudden, you know, just because you're going to school, evaluate your experience in, in the, just because the class is the place that you are, you're still approach, not only approaching it with your own intrinsic motivation, you know, and maybe what you want to get out of the class doesn't exactly align with what they're grading. Right. Like you've got your reason for taking the class and the things that you want to get out of the class and keeping those front and center for yourself rather than turning it over and letting someone else judge what you're getting out of it. Yeah. That's a really great point. Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of come to see great, like see when I go into a class, like there's like two different things that I'm getting out of it. And I want to get, now that I'm in college and I'm trying to get a degree, I want to get a passing grade, you know, probably a, a, at least a B that way. If my GPA is good. That way I can get the goal of the degree. Cause now I have intrinsic motivation to get a degree, you know? Um, and then there's this, and then, but then there's like the in the individual part of like in this class, I also just want to be myself and learn things. So then I, I kind of like balance those two because often, sadly, they're kind of contradictory and like doing a lot of stuff to learn and like be interested is doesn't help the grade or even like makes it harder to get a good grade. Um, but I, I think I'm learning to, to balance those and like figure out like a middle ground where like I'm getting good enough grades to satisfy my goal of getting a degree while also being able to like feel satisfied and good coming out of classes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Oh, I was gonna say one other thing I think is interesting on the topic of how our like unschooling has like informed uh, like our formal schooling is, is math because so that, that was probably the subject we did the most like, I don't know, just like talking about in the household, like when we were unschooled, um, cause our mom was a former math teacher. Um, and we I mean, really, all we did though, wasn't like formal stuff. It was really just like playing around with numbers, like looking at money and like clocks and time and really simple stuff. Um, but when I went to high school, like I was, I found that I was really, really good at math classes and they came really easily to me. And like, and as I've done that and kind of like looked at what about the math classes have been easy, I think unschooling and like kind of just playing with numbers and not like regimented, you need to get this answer for this question type of way. It showed me kind of like how numbers work. Um, 
And then like now I'm able to kind of like conceptualize numbers in this like way that I think a lot of people who were just in school and were just showed formulas and like uh, the times tables and all these things. Like often I think they struggle. I noticed like my peers would struggle if they like forgot the formula, like they were like, they were, they were done. There was no way to like, to like recover the numbers kind of like recover and like yeah. figure out a, a question. And we were just talking about before this podcast, how like, it was almost more fun when you would forget the formula because it meant like, okay, like how am I going to figure this out without right. the easy way? Like I need to figure out a different way to like, to make these numbers conform and figure out, you know, how, like what they're going to equal or something. Um, it, it reminds me a little bit of like baking using a recipe versus mm. someone who just knows how to bake. Yeah. And like, they just know what the ingredients are going to do. So yeah. They, like maybe throw in an extra ingredient because it'll help the thing turn out or they just bake something off of the top of their head without having to pull out the recipe. So right. They don't have the recipe book. They can still yeah. get it done. So yeah, even like, so then I guess the, the, the big takeaway from this little math tangent is like, <laughs> like the, one, the one thing that we really did like even focus on as, as kids, we, we never really even had to like learn the formulas, but we just became really good at it kind of in this really natural, like unschooling way. It's kind of like, I feel like this, the way we see math is kind of a good like extrapolation of like just our whole unschooling experience. Like we, we kind of, we were able to take a step back. We weren't having to do things in a regimented way. And we now understand it in like a really fundamental and like, I don't know, basic way. And then now the formulas and everything else just comes really easy because we have this, like this really core understanding of it. Yeah. It feels like, you know, you were learning while you were in schooling, you were coming across just those concepts in the world, right? So you were seeing how how they lived out there. You were seeing patterns, right? You were seeing relationships. You were making connections that way. And then it's later where where the notation side comes in. Whereas, you know, when you, when you start really learning math in school and that's like the only time you have conversations, like parents aren't having, they're, they're, you know, helping their kid with homework. So they're still with the notation and the formula and follow this pattern. They're not having the conversations about seeing it in the world. Right. And, and I don't even, I don't even know that you need to mention and you shouldn't mention this is math in the world. You know, you know what I mean? But, but seeing patterns and, and baking and sewing, you, numbers are naturally all over the place, right? Yeah, so you can just see them out in the world. And then later, you know, because that's where it makes sense to you, right? And that's, that's what you're doing. So it, it connects and, and it sticks with you because there's a use for it. There's a reason or it's interesting, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's part of your life, right? So it's so much easier to remember that. And then later on to put the more formal stuff on top of it is so much easy, easier rather than going the other way because when they're learning the formulas and stuff in school, they don't really have the time for the conversations. Let's go out and, you know, and, and use them out in the real world. There's such a disconnect, I think, especially in, in math as a subject. Yeah. Any other points that you guys wanted to bring up? 
That was um, that was all we got. That was <laughs> no. <laughs> that was all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. I I wanted to ask then: Is there like that was a great example? The math, uh, you know, and the difference you see with your peers um, learning math that way, um, with the the formal notations and 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 really just the rules around it, right? That, that math is just rule, rules rather than the beauty of math in the world. And, you know, the whole critical thinking aspect of it, which I think gets lost. But like you were saying, it's almost more fun to, to forget the actual, you know, rule, the formula, and, and to just try and critically think your way through it and, and how it should work, right? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and the, the kind of like, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it, it, that's kind of like the intersection between like different subjects that you don't really get oftentimes in school because critical thinking is probably more seen as like like an English thing almost or like like right. when you're like readings maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, the interplay of like different skills between different subjects is such a thing, and because there aren't even subjects when you're unschooled, it's just like right. life just learning. Right. So yeah, yeah, different subjects different skills kind of like meld together and that's a good thing yeah (laughs) so with your peers now in the classes that you're taking are there some like challenges some things you see them finding more challenging or you know um compared to yeah i'm just looking just wondering about you know you you guys have talked about how unschooling has helped you in various things. Are there some things that you find them that, that your peers may be finding more challenging because they have been in the system for so many years? Yeah. Yeah. I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is um, during my, my first year at UVA this past year, um, we had to take this, these classes that were really, really loosely graded. That was kind of part of the point of them. They were supposed to be like really um, like, just a couple of grades throughout the semester and you're, you're basically, it's mostly like participation and like just talking and like communicating with their classmates. And that was really hard <laughs> because they, they often, they, not for them, because they didn't have a lot of motivation outside of the grades because like the grade is always like, you know, the, the carrot on the stick in front of them. Um, they didn't really have a lot of that like intrinsic motivation to be there or to learn the things. Whenever they were being assignment that was like not graded or it was like, you just get participation grade and you know you can do as much as you want or something it will always be the bare minimum because they they weren't really like seeing the value in like doing like doing things on their own and doing extra and like doing things to learn um so it does seem like when there aren't grades involved um it, they have a people that have been school help the whole time have a really hard time like finding a point <laughs> <laughs> that gets because the grade is the point for them right 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 yeah <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, kind of going off of that, it's, I've taken a lot of classes at Blue Ridge that have been really, really great. I've just, I think the teacher has been awesome. Um, The stuff that we do is pretty interesting, but it doesn't seem like anyone really has any fun in the classes, even when it's like a a cool assignment. It's like no one ever enjoys any of this stuff. Um, And and I took a communications class this last semester and, and it was actually a really great class. I loved the teacher. He was awesome. He was just super energetic. And um, there were only a couple people in the class that seemed like they really put like any effort into their speeches. But the speeches were really 
cool chance to like, he let us basically talk about whatever we wanted to um, for the final speech. We could just, we got to talk to the class about a personal value of ours. And that was like, that's a really neat experience to create a speech like that. And, uh, and I'd like the teacher and a lot of, I think um, the classes I do the best in are ones where I, I connect with the teacher and I feel like I want to like make them proud on some level. Mm -hmm. Like they've put all this effort into, you know, coming to class and showing their energy and passion for the subject. And I feel bad if I don't put effort into these things because like I'm, yeah, you're so bad for them. I'll put bad for them because I feel like I'm not, um, I'm not valuing what they're doing for us. Um, and a lot of people just, I mean, probably like 60%, 70% of the class just didn't put that much effort um, in, it felt like. And, and I don't know, I think that was a cool assignment as far as a lot of assignments in school go. And I think it's a shame that people don't have more fun with that and take the opportunity to like create this neat speech. You're talking to a whole class about something you care about. Like that's about as interesting as it can be, I think. It's a personal thing at least. Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. That, and and I think it does. I think it comes. Th- those are very similar stories in that it comes back to to the grade for them, right? And and having lost, I I loved your your realization or talking about the teacher, right? And you can tell too the teachers that care and who are interested in their topic, right? And who are excited to come and share with you and. And it is so nice to connect with them on, on just that level, right? The joy of the subject. Like, you've chosen to take the course. They've chosen to teach this course. So even just connecting on that, that interest level brings, brings everything up a notch, doesn't it, when, when you do that? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, again, you know, if – they've been in school for so many years and they're just doing it because they, you know, quote, have to do it. It's not, it doesn't, even though, you know, if you dig deep enough, it is a choice, especially at the college level, but so many kids are there just because they feel it's another have to on their, on their path. Right. So they still don't feel like it's a choice. And, and so the, I, I think that's one of the reasons why they're not bringing a lot of their energy and stuff to it. It's just something to get through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people I see at UK, um, while they recognize, well, some of them probably, it doesn't feel like a choice at all, maybe because that's parents or something, but even the ones that feel like it's a choice, their choice is to get a degree and not necessarily to like learn anything. And the easiest way to get a degree is to get A's and then leave, you know? For four years, sit there and get get your A's and all your classes, and then get there, get out of there as fast as possible. Um, and it, yeah, so it's even the choice that they're making. I think they're not really, and that's that's probably just because they never really learned how to maybe value like learning in a, like a pure state. Um, so like all they could even see in college is like, well, you go and you get a degree. It's like a money transaction. It's like you're it's like you're buying a degree basically. You you go there for four years, you give them money, and they give you a degree, and then you get a job out. Um, yeah. And then they don't see like that. I was talking about those, those two parts, like the grade and then the learning. It's like just kind of all they can, all they can see is. the grade. Yeah, that that's true. I love that point that they're not valuing the, the learning itself. Right. It's not they're They're thinking of the, the minimal learning they have to do to get that grade, to get that degree. And then thank goodness I don't have to 
keep learning anymore, right? Because <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> okay, so last question. I would love to know what piece of advice um, each of you would like to share with unschooling parents who are just starting out on this journey. What would you say to them? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is trust your kids. Um, trust that they will find something. Um, I mean, it, I mean, it only took me till, till I was like 14 to really like find, like to really start picking up speed and, and start finding things that I, I liked, but like for Sean, it, it took longer and, but yeah, he's on a path now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was 16 by the time I even went to MPC. Right. I, that wasn't high school. Right. It was right. just one class. Yeah. Um, so really, really do trust, uh, that they will find something. And then also like, like see what they're doing and try to like find the value, find the value in what they're already doing, because there's probably, they might've already found it. And you just don't think that it's, you might not seeing that it's like, it's valuable. Like this goes back to the video games, you know, like, right. Like even at the age of, you know, we were kids and I was like eight and you know, we were 12 or something. And, and we were playing video games. We were already starting to find it. You know, I was, I was like, getting in these online games and like, you know, talking to my teammates and like, let's rally guys, like working with these, these total strangers to like complete this goal. Um, and that was me like finding it. That was me like slowly realizing like, I want to like, I want to work with people. And I want to help people like work well. Um, and then similarly with Sean, like he was always more interested. He was always interested in, in the cool games with the beautiful art and like yeah. the really, really more interesting stories. And like, it just shows. So when we were like really young, we were already starting to find it. So if you can like, as parents, if you can like really, really pay attention to what they, what like gets them excited, chances are, even when they're kids, that probably will, that, that's some indication of, of kind of who they're going to become. Yeah, and there's like, something there. Yeah. When you're just playing video games, you're just doing whatever, sitting mm -hmm. around, looks like to a lot yeah. of parents you're doing absolutely nothing significant and they're like oh no my kid is failing they're not interested they don't want to go to school it's like you're there's something there they're, they're, everyone has interests yeah i think we're just drawn to find them regardless of what we're doing whether or not we're in school or not yeah um, is there anything else you would like to to add to that sean what would you say well, something else uh that we were talking about before is don't um don't give up on it. I think unschooling is the type of thing that works really well if you're able to go through the whole process where you start unschooling, you let your kid do their stuff, figure it out for themselves, and then go and have the motivation to do something themselves. If partway through that, um, you tell your kid, you know, someone gets worried that their kid isn't is not working or whatever, and they send their kid off to school, I think you lose a big part of the benefit of it, which is that the self-motivation, the fact that you're choosing to do something, the kid loses that because now they're being forced to go to school. Um, and, and now almost it maybe makes it worse. And I mean, we didn't have this happen. So I, I'm just sort of bit blowing. I'm just guessing on what it might be like, but it feels like now you've had this, this breath of fresh air where you can kind of do what you want. And then suddenly you're in school where everything is structured and you have to do certain stuff and it's not your choice. It's going to feel really bad to have all of that relaxing personal stuff taken away from you. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It and feels that, like that would be, that would feel like that time was judged and that you 
failed at it somehow because now your parents have decided to take that choice away from you when it's not, like you said, not on your timeline, right? So it can be a double whammy. Mm-hmm. And then, I, and then it also, if you're not, if you don't have that motivation, the, the transition to the formal education can be hard. I mean, we, it was the, you know, like taking tests and stuff, and stuff right. was easy for us because we were like, oh yeah, let's do it. But if all of a sudden you're now you're in, you know, eighth grade or something and you didn't want to be, it could probably, it could feel really overwhelming to all of a sudden have all these tests and all this stuff if you weren't like expecting it and ready to like take it on a challenge. Yeah. So definitely stick it out. If you, if, if at all possible, stick it out, give your kids as much time as they, as they need because they'll find something. Yeah, no, I think you're right. That trust piece, that trust um, is, is a huge, a huge piece of it. Like, I think that that is, as you said, it's one of the biggest pieces of it, right? So, and it's not only trust that what your child's choosing to do is, is somehow satisfying something for them, right? Some interest, even if you don't know what it is right now and, and the trust in the timeline, you know, because it takes what it takes for, for different people. Right. And it doesn't, it's not wrong, no matter how long or how short, you know, that it takes for that. It's, it's been very different for my kids. It's different for you guys. We all have our, our own journey to take. And that's the journey that's going to work best for us. Because again, it, it's our choice, right? When we're ready to make those choices, that's when it's a good time to make them, not artificially before, right? Uh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, guys, for speaking with me today. I really appreciate it. I'm so glad you came on and shared your insights because it was fascinating. Thank you very much. Yeah, totally. This has been fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you guys had fun. I really enjoyed speaking with you, and I hope you guys have a great day. Bye. Thanks Thanks for listening. I hope you found it helpful. You might also like the backlist episodes at livingjoyfully.ca forward slash podcast. While you're there, be sure to check out the third book in my Living Joyfully with Unschooling series, Life Through the Lens of Unschooling. This book is a wide array of essays drawn from my blog that shed light on the day-to-day lives of unschooling families. You'll find essays tackling everything from learning to read to visiting relatives, all organized around nine keywords that have been woven into the fabric of our unschooling lives. De-schooling, learning, days, parenting, relationships, family, lifestyle, unconventional, and perspective. The theme is life, the lens, unschooling. Until next time, have fun living and learning with your family.